0: Looking for your next spot out with family or friends? Whether you're on the east side, downtown, in Fitchburg, or at Hilldale, you're sure to enjoy one of Madison's favorite traditions. Great Dane Pub and Brewing Company, Madison's home for craft beer and pub food since 1994.
1: Everybody, huddle up! Live from the Great Dane Pub and Brewing Company, this is the Great Dane Huddle on 100.5 ESPN with former Badger and NFL punter Brad Nortman. Brad Nortman! Not a Hawkeye in sight. Here's Alex Strofe. All
2: right, let's waste no time. Away we go. It's the Great Dane Huddle live on a Monday night, 28 minutes late, but we're here nonetheless in the ESPN Madison studio. I'm Alex Strofe alongside former Badger, former NFL punter, the great Brad Norman, Alex Gravatt running the show for us tonight. Uh, just moments ago on the NFL Network, Ian Rappaport saying, Nothing yet. Multiple times in his hit on uh, on NFL Now saying Aaron Rodgers has not told anybody what he wants to yet. The Packers and Jets have not worked out a deal yet. Everything we heard earlier, well, according to Ian Rappaport, at least, of the NFL Network, none of that is true. So the Rodgers saga lives on to see another day. Brad Nortman, um, curious on this aspect, and it goes back to January 8th when The Packers lost to the Lions in Week 18. We're eliminated from playoff contention. And he said, I'm not going to hold anybody hostage. No, I'm not going to hold the team hostage. Uh, You know, we're in January now. Free agency is March, so I just need time to process it all. That was 64 days ago. (laughs) And the Jeopardy music, the game show of which Aaron Rodgers longed to host, is now playing behind him as we await a decision. Has he waited too long? Aaron
0: Rodgers is losing credibility by the day. Yeah. And, and respect. That's my impression on this. You look at the Packers. You look at the Jets, how they're handling this. They seem to me like they're the adults in the room. Right? And look, Aaron Rodgers said it. It's his life. He can take his time. But the moment he knows how this NFL calendar works, he knows what's at stake, and he even said it however long ago when the season wrapped up, I'm not going to hold anyone hostage. I know when free agency is in March. He's had plenty of time to think about it. What was the point of the darkness retreat if not to walk out with some clarity? So I think the longer this goes on, the the less serious I can take Aaron Rodgers and the more respect he loses. Now, that respect can be gained pretty quickly by showing up to the Jets and, and playing at an MVP level for sure. But it just goes to the... The idea that this is what the Packers have been getting sick of this whole time. Like, you know, Yes, the product on the field is excellent, and that creates a lot of patience. Mm-hmm. But the moment that product on the field is not an MVP level, you look at all this and you're saying, I can't deal with this anymore. How can we build a team around this guy? When things like this pop up, now this is visible to us, I'm sure there's much more behind the scenes that the Packers have experienced.
2: Yeah, I think you're right about that. And I think that is to the point of what Mark Murphy went on the high school state network during the girls' state basketball tournament last week. And essentially said something along the lines of, yeah, I mean, we'd welcome him back, but only if what we want doesn't work out. And so you're at a point where we know the Packers are over Aaron Rodgers. We know the Jets are pretty much in a one-horse race by their lonesome, but it's a matter of if Aaron Rodgers wants to play. I'm under the impression he does want to play, given everything we've heard him say on the Pat McAfee show or the Aubrey Marcus podcast or anything in between. So I I, I don't know. I don't know what we're waiting on at this point. Are you surprised...
0: That we are here, that
2: we are into
0: tampering, period, and no decision has been made, and he's been incredibly Yeah,
2: Yes, and no. Yes, and no. Yes, I am, because I thought, to your point, the darkness retreat was for clarity and was for figuring out whatever it is he needs to figure out about himself. And he talked about, you know, day three of the retreat was about retirement, and day four was whether or not he wants to play and where, you know... I, I, yes, to that point. And yes, because the the clip I posted on Twitter this morning, at uh, Alex underscore Strofe, the one I just alluded to for, from January 8th, where he said, I'm not going to hold anybody hostage. Yeah, but also... I'm not surprised because if I'm Aaron Rodgers, after hearing what Mark Murphy, the president and CEO of the Green Bay Packers, had to say about me after 18 years on your team, 15 years as a starter, a four-time MVP, and somebody that brought you a Super Bowl championship, no, I'm not surprised because I'd do the same damn thing. Yeah. I'm holding you hostage at that point because if you don't want me in, so be it. I'm going to make you wait. I'm going to make this as hard as possible on you. I'm going to go to the Jets. I'm going to say, hey, guess what? I'm coming here. It's just a matter of time. So don't go sign, re-sign Mike White like they didn't. He went to the Miami Dolphins. Don't go out and try to get Jimmy Garoppolo, who signed with the Raiders. Don't go out and try to bring back Sam Darnold, who ended up elsewhere, right? I I, I think the Jets and Rodgers may be in cahoots, and that part doesn't shock me. But I don't know if that's true. Doesn't the longer you
0: wait harm the Jets more? It doesn't harm the Packers more, it? Does it doesn't,
2: it doesn't, right? Because if the, if the Jets are under the impression, and, and look, you've been in a hell of a lot more NFL locker rooms than I have, Brad, right? But if, if they are under the impression, which I would assume they are if they're not even making an offer to Mike White to bring him back, because he was pretty darn good when he started for yeah, the last year. Uh, if they're not even taking a look at Derek Carr anymore, who obviously signed last week, or you're not looking at Jimmy G, some of these guys that are out on the free market... That makes me think that from their wine-and-dine meeting that they had last week, which is so damn odd, by the way, but we can talk about yeah. that in a bit. Th- from that meeting that they had out in L.A. with Woody Johnson and, and Joe Douglas and and uh, um, head coach's name, who I'm forgetting, Robert Sala, yeah. uh, and-, and obviously Nathaniel Hackett, that meeting must have given them some sort of signal that he's leaning, A, I'm playing, and B, it's going to be for the New York Jets. Because... So- it, 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 this happens so fast today, right? Mike White isn't even giving it a, a second of thought that he's going back to the Jets. You'd think he has a very good opportunity to start there if he's brought back, but uh, that that's my impression of it. I could
3: be wrong. Go ahead, Jay. So why don't the Packers just trade Rogers? What, like He's making us in a really tough spot financially. Why don't they just pull the trigger? Fans are kind of tired it. of it. You just said it.
2: You just said it. It's the financial aspect, right? And, and I think that's the toughest part they need to nail down is who's paying what, is you know he's guaranteed x amount of dollars so i think that's at least a, a large majority a part of it and b it could be just the compensation when it comes to draft picks right because i think initially the Packers wanted at least a first round pick if not a first and a second or two firsts or what have you. And they're not going to get that at this point, right? Because Mark Murphy's going on statewide television at the Girls State, State, Basketball, State. Basketball Tournament, which is so damn odd, um, of all places to go drop bombs like Mark Murphy dropped, and saying, yeah, if it doesn't work out the way we want, we'd welcome him back maybe. He's, he's an all-time great. But then he's going on another interview after that, doubling down, and explaining Aaron Rodgers' tenure in Green Bay in the past tense. So that can't help you in terms of leverage, Right, it, it absolutely can't because if I'm Woody Johnson or if I'm Joe Douglas or if I'm Robert Sala, I, I'm not offering a first-round pick to the Green Bay Packers for Aaron Rodgers, who they're clearly over. Every leak over the course of the last three months or three weeks, rather, has been they're sick of him, they're over him, they they are totally ready for love. Bob McGinn reported at one point that if Rodgers is brought back, he's going to be the backup quarterback, making sixty million dollars to Jordan Love. <laughs> right, so it's, it's 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 right. Yeah. it's very very clear that Aaron Rodgers ain't going to be in Green Bay next year. And the Packers don't want him in Green Bay next year. So if I'm the Jets, I know I'm going to get him. I'm the only team going for him right now. So you might as well take time, especially
3: if you have the clarity that Aaron Rodgers is playing, which maybe they don't. So, Brad, do you think that they have a deal worked out yet? Like, a lot of people are reporting that they have the deal worked out. They're waiting to hear Rodgers. Do you two think that that's the case? I'm in I,
0: I, I believe one of two things. I believe either believe that nobody knows, like literally nobody knows, or everybody knows. And he everyone that needs to know knows. Like the Packers know, the Jets know. And he basically told the Jets management if if any of this leaks, it's off. You know, it, it's one of those code of silence, and you're not you're no one's saying anything. I want this narrative to be shifted how I want it to be shifted. And therefore, everything is working behind the scenes under this cloak of invisibility, so to speak. So th- that's what I believe. I can't tell which one it is, though. I really yeah. don't. And the the longer this goes on, I, I for the longest time, I figured those who need to know know. But there's so many reports coming out that nobody knows anything. I just th- – it's, it's hard to believe. It's hard to believe that he has told nobody and given no level of indication to the Packers or the Jets imagine those franchises right now. This is a chaotic time. There are times, there's like, you know, the draft weekend and the first couple days of free agency. That is crazy, crazy moments where there's negotiations, phones ringing off the hook. Mm -hmm. This guy's going here, he's going there. Things are changing in the matter of 10 minutes. I'm going to go to this team. Now, give me another contract offer. I'm going to go to this team. To not know who your quarterback's going to be, and not have this dialed in, I just I just don't believe that they don't know. I don't know what they're waiting on. Maybe it is Rodgers wanting to break it on his own terms. I really don't know. But I would just be shocked. It would almost be unprecedented for someone to sit back and just be like, you're going to have to wait on me, everybody.
2: Yeah. I And I wonder what the optics are for, for like a, I don't know, Garrett Wilson, right, the, the, the young receiver for the Jets, who, who was tweeting a bunch today, right? He said, you should see the smile on my face right now after Trey Wingo reported the deal was done. But very clearly, the deal is not done. Uh, but if you're waiting, let's just say another three days, Brad, right? Free agency officially opens Wednesday, but the, the legal tampering period and, and technical deals can be agreed upon already today. I, I don't know what the optics become. If you're in or you're out or you really haven't told anybody where you're at when you said you have, to go back to your point about losing credibility, I am, I am blown away and questioning what the optics are, not even from a Packers standpoint anymore, but from a Jets standpoint. If, if you're the new team he's going to be joining and you're a player on that team still in peril, wondering whether or not he wants to play, I, 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 I can't imagine what that's like.
0: You know, I actually don't think the reception would be too negative. The team is so young, and they have been in a quarterback desert for so long now. The hapless Jets have just been blindly searching for their next quarterback and could not have found one. So the fact that they could even get Aaron Rodgers for one or two seasons, I think they have rose-colored glasses on. And those young players, someone like Garrett Wilson, he grew up watching Aaron Rodgers and witnessing his greatness. Mm -hmm. And so he probably looks at the opportunity and says, by any means necessary, let's get Rodgers over here. So I don't think the Jets are being, are too. the players themselves are too stressed. If the management doesn't know for sure if he's going to be there, I'm sure they're stressed. But I I would guess the players, by any means necessary, let's get him in here. On the Packers side of it, the longer this goes on, the more it's like, here we go again. We've seen this, yep. you know. Like this is, a, and how about this? And 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 he doesn't get a whole lot of talk. He will once this, this whole thing goes down. But Jordan Love, uh, Jordan Love has handled this very well by I mean, doing I, nothing. By doing nothing. By doing nothing. Showing up, doing what's asked of him. I don't know what else he would do, but I'm sure there are maybe more egotistical guys out there. I don't know anything about Jordan Love yeah. as far as his personality is concerned, but that might. You know, put some things out there via their agent. Or, you know, hey, if if uh if you know if Rogers sticks around, we're gonna be asking for a trade, things like that. There's plenty that you could do to push the Packers' hand, try to gain respect, whatever. Cause we haven't really given Love much respect. Not sure he's earned it yet, but we haven't really given him much. So he's handled it really quite well. And just seeing how this unfolds with Rogers, it's just it's so him. It's just so him. Yeah, he's so cool. He's so it? dramatic. And the more Packer fans I talk to, the more it's like, see you later. We can talk about Favre Rodgers comparisons. I do not remember this with Favre. With Favre, there was a legitimately hard split in the fan base. Some people on the Packers side, some people, there were lifelong Packer fans. I that feel were like it was more
2: on the Favre side. I think so too.
0: There were a lot of boo. I mean, there, Ted Thompson was public enemy number one. No doubt. When this was happening, people were buying Favre jerseys. People were buying Favre, um, not just Jets, but Vikings jerseys. Vikings jerseys, jerseys yeah cheering for him at Lambeau, wearing Vikings Favre jerseys. So, very different. Favre was beloved, and there was a hard split. It seems like Packer fans are pretty united. We're over this. We're over this. The, I, okay, we could get into this, this more later. I play Head with my Where the is na- this going? The neighbors what a transition. All, in, uh, what is happening? No, it was the neighbors in my neighborhood. Okay, Cat? we play Head Thursday yep. night once a month. One guy, we were talking about this. One guy had a great line. I thought this was so So did true. you play
2: Sheepshead on Thursday?
0: Uh, a week ago, Thursday. Okay, gotcha. we go gotcha. First Thursday of every month. Um, I, I stink. I'll be these there guys are, month. These Same guys again. are good. You, you, they're a guest welcome. I can buy you in. They'd be so thrilled. They'd be buy so thrilled to have you. Oh, gosh. Alex, G, go. Alex Strofe, you guys are in, let's, right?
2: Let's, uh, I mean, I'm bad at sheep's
0: but I would come. Yes, I'm still learning, so I'm a beginner, too.
3: I'll lose money. Let's do it. Yeah, let's do right, it. I'm in. So Great anyway, done. one right guy idea. looks go at on. me and he
0: says, you know what the problem is with Aaron Rodgers is? He's not grateful to be a Packer. I thought that was well summed up. That he's not grateful um, to be a okay, Packer. Okay,
2: hold on. I would actually push back on that. I, I don't think that's true. I, I, think, I think he's grateful to be a Packer, but I don't think he's grateful of the way he's been treated as a Packer by management. Not necessarily. I don't think he has anything against the fans. I think he'll always be grateful for the fans. Um, you think I, he's I, grateful I, to play football? Yeah, I do. I, I do. I, I feel like that's the type of guy he is, right? He's grateful for every day, it seems, right? <laughs> Especially since he's been doing the Pancha Karmas in the Ayahuasca. Weed is tight. Weed is tight. <laughs> and the darkness retreats, right? So, I, I do think he's grateful to play football. I think he's grateful to have the opportunity to make as much money as he has and to have as successful as a career as he's had. But I don't think he's grateful with the way Brian Gutekunst and Mark Murphy have treated him over the course of the last three years, specifically. Right? So, looking at Um, You know, the complicated fella happening that was two years ago when Mark Murphy stood up in front of a mic or with a microphone in front of all of the Packers owners at their annual luncheon, which is such a great the WIEA girls basketball tournament and the owners luncheon (laughs) have both been uh, referenced here in the first 12 minutes of the program and sheep said. And she we are the most Wisconsin program on the radio. Um, <laughs> uh, but I don't think he's been you know, appreciative of Mark Murphy calling him a complicated fella at the owner's luncheon. He's a complicated fella. I don't think he's appreciative of the fact that he's going on the statewide WIAA Girls Basketball Network and saying, yeah, we'll welcome him back if things don't work out the way we want. So yeah, I, I, I guess I get your point, especially from a Packers fan perspective, like your buddy, I don't know, Joe, who plays Sheep's Head on <laughs> Thursday nights with you in your, in your neighborhood. Uh, uh, but I, I don't think that's necessarily the case. But, but I do understand the point. Mm-hmm. It's just, I think it's more complicated than that. And... Um, you know, listening to him in his final press conference of the season, that same one where he said he wouldn't hold anybody hostage, he ended it by saying, you know, he would miss the fans, he would miss the city, he would miss the reporters uh, that have been with him for 18 years. But I don't know that he'll miss the management if he does head to Broadway and become Broadway a Ron. It's a great day Huddle. We're just getting started with you until 830 tonight. I'm Alex Strofe alongside former NFL punter, former Badger Brad Nortman, Alex G with us running the show. Uh, on the on the ones, the twos, the threes, and the fours, I think you're uh, better than anybody that's on the ones and the twos, as they say in the business. So uh, we'll keep talking Rogers. That probably made no damn sense. It's fine. I'm tired. I'm tired of Rogers, but we're going to continue to talk about him next. Uh, your way into the show is eight four four seven seven zero thirty seven seventy six. We're in studio tonight. We can take your phone call. We can take your text eight four four seven seven zero thirty seven seventy six is your way in on the old Nash or excuse me the ESPN Madison talking text line. We'll do that next. Continuing right here on The Great Dane Huddle.
1: Reaction to the football weekend continues. This is The Great Dane Huddle on 100.5 ESPN and Wisconsin On Demand.
2: How to roll it out on your Monday night, Alex Stroh, former Badger, former NFL punter, Brad Norton, and my favorite former punter in sports media with me. From the ESPN Madison studios, Alex Gravatt helping us outrun the show tonight, and uh, you know, we're talking a little Aaron Rodgers, as today's been a whirlwind, man. It started about, I don't know, 1.30 this afternoon-ish, when Trey Wingo, formerly of ESPN, tweeted that the deal's done, Rodgers to the Jets is done. And Trey Wingo, historically, has been very good on Aaron Rodgers-related news and New York Jets-related news when he's reported on it. So, you know, we'd like to give him the benefit of the doubt. We didn't call it a done deal. We wanted, uh, you know, Adam Schefter, Ian Rappaport, or somebody that's always getting those to verify it. And and, and they didn't, right? They said the exact opposite, actually. They said nothing has happened. Uh, So that's where we're at. We're at a standstill for the last uh, about four and a half hours at this point. Uh, since anybody said anything other than there's nothing done, so here we are once again in peril, once again in waiting. 64 days since the seasons ended for the Green Bay Packers, and uh, now we just kind of sit and wait. After Mark Murphy made some comments last week, uh, Aaron Rodgers appeared on the Aubrey Marcus podcast. Now two weeks ago to the day, and you know he he exited his uh, darkness retreat two and a half weeks ago. Uh, You had Brian Gutekunst at the NFL Combine about two weeks ago now uh, pretty much give you non-answers about whether or not they want Rodgers back. So we've got a whole load of nothing. What I've taken away from today, Brad, is nobody knows anything. And I think that's going to be the case for a while, right? Free agency technically opens on Wednesday, although it's technically already open with the legal tampering period opening at 11 a.m. this morning. Deals have been reported all day long. Uh, the Bears are getting much better, uh, but the Jets and the Packers both are not, because both of those teams are waiting for Aaron Rodgers to make a move. Um,
0: what the hell? I-, I agree with you that nobody knows anything. I- again, I mean, that's, if if that's a fact at there, this point, there, right? There's no way... I don't think you can keep this under wraps. And I, I wonder, do you remember when Aaron Judge was rumored and it was like put out there that <laughs> yeah. he's going to the Giants and yeah. it was out there and it's put, and then, you know, course correction rewind like, you know, fifteen hours ago. It's like, Arson Motorson. Judge, right? Yeah, Didn't John
2: Heyman report Arson Judge was going to the San Francisco Giants That's right. with a typo in the tweet. Yeah, anyway, go so,
0: so it wouldn't be the first time there has been uh, report out there that this is a done deal. This is what's happening, True. but but you know, clouded in in actuality and not getting multiple people saying so. So I, I really don't know. What I do know is I have to look at Aaron Rodgers, his personality and his history. Right, he always does something for a reason. He's always calculated every word, every lack of word. Matters and means something to him, so there has to be a reason why there is this delay. There has to be a reason. He knows the the NFL calendar better than we do, and there has to be a reason why he's waiting to this moment. Uh, to me, it doesn't seem like waiting for Pat McAfee show is how he'd want to do this, right? That doesn't wait a it, minute, really. It, it doesn't. I mean, he appears tomorrow. He says, "Yeah, I'm playing, baby." Like it, it, I'm expecting that to happen. However. That seems like a very bizarre reason to me to put the brakes on everything just to like just to break the show for your boy. That (sighs) just seems weird to me. And maybe maybe that's just his comfort level. Maybe that's just where he wants to do it. Maybe he has an agreement with Pat that there's some sort of like any breaking news has to come from you has to come on our show.
3: Well, last year, I remember they they kept asking him, you know, hey do you have any news for us? And he kept saying, no, I don't have any news for you. And like they felt obligated to ask, but he, he continuously pushed it off. I don't. I would be shocked if he answers tomorrow on the Pat Mac. If he, if he I think, appears.
2: I don't know if he's scheduled to, because he hasn't the last few weeks. Obviously, right. that, what, three weeks ago he's in the darkness retreat. Two weeks ago he may have still been or just exited. They were not doing the show that week, weren't they? Yeah, uh, you're right. He, they had the week off, and then last week he was being wine and dined by the New York Jets. That's a week ago tomorrow already, right? So we have known... This has a realistic possibility for a full week as of tomorrow and a week, seven days removed from that meeting. Aaron Rodgers has yet to give anybody any indication that he's going to play in 2023. While Adam Schefter is reporting there is mounting indications, which is a term I'd never heard until about three hours ago, that it's trending in that direction.
3: Again, I just I go back to I don't think anybody knows anything. Describe how you'd feel if he stays a Packer. If the announcement comes on Wednesday, yeah, I'm playing for the Green Bay Packers. I'd be happy. I don't mind that. That's Brad, what I've wanted the whole time. It would it'd be so hilarious. Right? It's the situation <laughs> that
0: nobody wants. And he, that would just, again, be so Rogers. I'm just going to introduce a little like chaos, a little unexpected. Yeah, you, think, you think you know who I am? I, let me throw a little drama on this and change this up. Now let's try to patch this up and run it back. I mean, there's an argument for it, right? I mean, he's comfortable there. He gets certain levels of um, luxuries and ease. And was still have a really good team. Really have a op- good opportunity for a championship run. Do, do you think Rodgers on the Packers has more of a chance to go to a Super Bowl than Rodgers on the Jets? Absolutely. Mm. I would think so. The AFC I, I, the is I so treacherous.
2: I yeah, that's great As, assuming,
0: And assuming the, the Packers and Rodgers could bury it, the hatchet
2: yeah, for one year. Yeah, which, which, who knows? At this point... I don't know, man. Yeah, I, I think Mark Murphy took that hatchet and threw it straight into the ocean. It, it's not going to be buried. It's going to be. Wait, I, I don't no, know. It's that was mounted. About, He's that got was... it
3: like hung over his desk yeah, right. in his office. It's the hatchet, the Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, hatchet. That,
2: that's a better analogy. It's hung up in his
0: office. I would love to see them in a position where they try to bench Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> that would that never would happen. Be so
2: funny. How could you? <laughs> Yeah, the player high, coach, the highest right <laughs> player coach, the highest paid backup in NFL history by a million miles. Right, It wouldn't even be close because he makes some of the most money in NFL history. Yeah, uh, it, it that's absurd. Um, yeah, you're right though. I I, I don't know. And, and the way I'm sure you guys saw the interview with him and Brandon Marshall.
0: By the way, Brandon Marshall somehow we talked about this two weeks ago. Yeah, in we did. To Hamilton somehow he's getting FaceTime with Aaron Rodgers. So maybe he does have some credibility. I think
2: they're tighter than we thought. Right. Yeah.
0: When he was asked about you know, how was your dinner with um, with Woody Johnson and the Jets, He, I love his answer. And again, it's so Roger. It so uh, it was interesting. It was interesting. Who would describe a dinner with all the best that the Jets can throw at you as interesting? That's imagine interesting. imagine if you went on a job interview or a date and your boys were like, hey, how, how was it? How'd it go? It was, it was interesting. I've been on an interesting date. You've been on an interesting date? How'd that work out, Alex G? There was not a second date. Okay exactly so when i read that i was like you know what that was (laughs) either he has no interest or is almost like a little disrespectful i mean this is an owner we're talking about and and a gm and i don't know i when i heard that interview i was like he hasn't seen that into him or he's purposely trying to throw us off again he he's op he's playing chess and we're all trying to play checkers
3: and i just believe there has to be a reason why he's doing this Aaron Rodgers going to the bundesliga man (laughs) <laughs> I don't even know what that is. It's German soccer league.
2: Okay. Shows you how much I know. Um, look, I, I I don't know. There's a couple reasons. Like there was a couple possible explanations. They could all be wrong. Uh, I mean, one is the Packers have changed compensation now that Jimmy G and Derek Carr and and uh, Mike White, I guess if you want to throw them in the category, are off the market. So that could that, they they could say, hey, he's the best quarterback out there now. You can either go fork out $8 bajillion for Lamar Jackson, or you can throw us two firsts, mm-hmm. one this year, one next year. Uh, there could be, he, like I mentioned earlier, maybe he's in cahoots with the Jets but wants to stick it to the Packers, so he's going to wait it out without telling them anything for as long as he can. Uh, there could be maybe he legitimately does want to retire, or he wants to retire too again stick it to the Packers and unretire later, right? So there's there's a bunch of potential reasons as to why he's dragging this out. But this doesn't seem like Aaron Rodgers, right? I mean, he, he announced, I believe it was the 8th of March last year when he signed that deal to uh, to extend him and, and keep him in Green Bay for what we thought was three years. That clearly isn't going to be the case. I have a really, really hard time believing he'll be a Packer in 2023. But it's a matter of how he leaves and, and how he gets shipped out of town. So it's... uh. It's odd. I don't know, man. It's, uh, it's over my head, Brad. It's, it's an interesting
0: time to be a Packer I feel like fan. I'm
2: drowning in Aaron Rodgers' question marks.
0: Well, and, and it has been the storyline that's dominated not only the Green Bay Packers, but the entire NFL. It's such a big domino to fall right? in a lot of different directions. And do you think in this moment right here, he knows exactly what he's going to do? Or do you think he's still like, I don't know if I want to play?
2: I can't confidently sit here and give you an answer. That's the part, right? I, I, I think he knows. I think he knows. I think I know, right? Like, I think I, I think I know he's going to play. I've said it since the season ended, right? He has never sounded like a guy who's not playing next year.
0: And, when, and for who, though? Does he, do you think he knows, yes, I'm going to um, play, and yes, I'm going to play for this team?
2: Definitively, no, because I, I don't think, I mean, uh, odds are he thinks it's the Jets. But definitively, I don't think so. Because what if this goes another day or two, right? Wednesday is technically the real opening of free agency. I don't know who's on the market anymore quarterback-wise. But let's just say the Jets throw a huge offer at Lamar Jackson. That changes how all of this operates all of a sudden, right? Um, that, does that mean they're over-waiting as well, right? Because as I alluded to when we started a half an hour ago, this has two teams locked up, right? Like, they can't really do a whole lot. The Jets have done some extension stuff. The Packers re-signed Keyshawn Nixon and reworked a few contracts. But there's no free agency moves for either of these teams happening. They're just trying to figure out who their quarterback is going to be. For both teams, that's the question, right? I mean, the Packers assume it's going to be Jordan Love, and the Jets assume it's going to be Aaron Rodgers, but there's nothing in stone that says that's the case. Mm-hmm. This is wild. This is wild. I mean, we, this is the third year in a row we've done this. It's the wackiest year we've done it, though. I think this, this one brings the most question marks. Uh we'll rattle through the similarities. Brad's been very excited about this all day. The similarities okay. to Favre and Rogers, 15 years apart. We'll dive into that next as we roll on. It's a great date huddle right here on ESPN Madison. <laughs> 15 years later as the New York Jets and the Green Bay Packers becoming very close on a deal mounting indications according to ESPN NFL insider Adam Schefter that the Jets and Packers nearing a deal for Four-time MVP quarterback Aaron Rodgers. It is, it is the Great Dane Huddle on your Monday night. I'm Alex Strofe, alongside former NFL punter Brad Nortman. Alex G. Helping us run the show as well. Your way into the show, 844-770-3776 is the phone number. 844-770-ESPN. Your way in. Uh, tonight's we're with you. Long extended version with you until 830. We'll talk a little March Madness. We'll talk a little NIT uh, in a bit. But I-, I need Brad to take over. You know, Brad, you know, when I play video games, some players have like the X factor. You as a radio host have the X factor because sometimes you come up with soliloquies that are something I would never think of. Now, today, you, what if, you just set it up. I'm going to let you take the win.
0: Okay. I actually have two. Well, I want to talk about this one for sure. Okay. This is going to be a mind blower. I have another analogy to Aaron Rodgers. I don't know if I'm going to talk about it tonight maybe another time you and i are on it together that yeah. one might be a more of a stretch and it's going to be a little history lesson for you right there but right lesson. right right in front of me right here everybody we've got some mind-blowing farve rogers comparisons i need you guys to take your seatbelts buckle them in and settle down because to make sure you're sitting down for these all right you ready let's start with the easy ones okay alex you're sitting down too good all right working on it yep all right listen to these start with the easy ones okay weird extended dramatic retirement talk okay as this all winds down from a potential packer career three year starter behind them obviously rogers well three years they started while the heir apparent was behind them yep. okay same thing with love and and rogers and then potentially let's say they're traded to the jets right those are the easy ones how about this one they each won one super bowl and they won it Both at the age of 27, both in their sixth season. Whoa. How about that? didn't realize that. Okay, how about this one? They both have a 12-10 and playoff record for the Green Bay Packers. Really? I did know that. that? How about that? Listen to these two. The final six passes as a Green Bay Packer for both Favre and Rodgers. They were both 2-for-6 for for 12 yards with a game-sealing interception. Shut up. And listen to this one according to official weather reports when those <laughs> interceptions were thrown when Brett Favre threw his the the mile per hour wind was 12 and when Rodgers threw his no. the mile per hour was
3: 4 not like this yes how
0: about that that is some kennedy or that's some lincoln kennedy stuff right there <laughs> you cannot make this up even just even just the jets okay that's a <laughs> 1 in 31 chance of that happening and we're talking playoff record age of Super Bowl the season they won the Super I'm Bowl I'm blown
2: away by the wind
0: the wind thing is insane huh. the last six passes okay, as a hold on. I've
2: got, I've got questions for you more so than wanting to react to these how did you find that out <laughs> did you like find an article I did I I love I love prepping for radio with you boys
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, the, that's the, the short answer of it I, I did some some pre-show preparation and just and I you know Googling. was able to find several articles so that back these Google, up. So did you
2: Google, Brad? Did you Google, what was the speed of the wind when Aaron Rodgers threw an interception uh, on January 8th, 2023 against the Detroit Lions?
0: I wish I could take credit for that. I went piecing these together from multiple different other people that have written articles on this. So I can't take all the research credit, but I'm bringing it to your attention as listeners. Uh, that this is something that, I mean, when, when Rodgers took over for Favre, you could not think of two people that could be more different from one another right. in a lot of different ways, Absolutely. right? And you never would have thought Roger's career would go like this. But when you dial it up like that, those eerie same similarities—you uh, can't write this stuff. This is why the NFL is king, guys. This is why the NFL is king. You—I mean, the evidence is right there. This is just wild. I think who said it so is. today? Like somebody said, Rodger, "Rodgers to the Jets." Time is a flat circle. The, the, he was more right than he even knew, just based on these stats. So. Rogers Favre similarities for someone that remembers the
3: whole Rod- Favre thing back in the day, it uh, it's Brett, hard to digest, boys. Brett Favre announced his retirement while I was getting ready to go to recess in fourth grade, and I wept the entire recess long. Yeah, and then do you mention that Don't on my bus ride home, somebody traded me an Aaron Rodgers rookie card.
2: Oh, he still got Come him. On. Not a
3: chance. I was a I got mess of a child, but like, oh, I like that was where I became a Rogers Rooter, and to see this like whole finale to this big circle, it it would be really cool to watch him break the cycle, and it, it, like honestly, that little anecdote that you just shared, Brad, would give me hope that if he comes back, maybe there is a championship in the cards, and that's just the Homer in me. That's the that's the silly stuff, but ooh, wow. What a what a memory that has for you. Aaron Rodgers' rookie card.
2: Yep. How about Do, that? So that same year, and that would have been, well, the first time he retired would have been 2007, maybe. I think he did it once, and then he did it twice. I don't know if he retired in 08 or not, but whatever year he retired, Shawn Michaels and Ric Flair were wrestling <laughs> at WrestleMania with Ric Flair's career on the line. Ric Flair got... Sweet Chin Music by Shawn Michaels, ending his career in the WWE. HBK? That's correct. Yeah. And I cried, and I said, Brett Favre and Ric Flair, all the greats are calling it quits. <laughs> <laughs> so that is, uh, that is something I have, you know, traumatic memory, if you will. Uh, it is the great Dane Huddle. Alex drove Brad Noterman. Alex Gravatt with you. Uh, it's 830 tonight as we run through Aaron Rodgers, Brett Favre, what the hell's going to happen? Nobody knows, according to Ian Rappaport just a couple minutes ago on NFL Total Access on the NFL Network. We'll hear from him next segment. Uh, we will also play some Gmail ahead. We'll run through the NCAA tournament. We'll talk NIT as we're with you again until 830 tonight. Your way into the show is the ESPN Madison talking Text Line 844-770-3776. Gee, um, I, I didn't prepare you for this at all. So let's Love see it. what you got. Do you have any Mark Murphy audio in front of you that you could play real quick? Uh, yeah. Um, now, there's one cut, and do your best to find it, because I know I'm putting you on the spot here. Um, but I'm looking for the one where he has asked if they would welcome Aaron Rodgers back. Right? It's just a Q&A back and forth. Um, between him and Nick Tabbert, of I believe it's the ABC affiliate up in Eau Claire, and, and Nick Tabert, who does a nice job in the WIA state network, um, asks Mark Murphy essentially, "Would you take him back?" And Mark Murphy uh, ha- has just an answer that I'm still befuddled by. Uh, I'm taken aback by. Here's that back and forth. This was back on Friday uh, during the girls' basketball state championships on the WIA statewide network.
3: Is there a scenario where Aaron is still the starting quarterback of
1: the Packers next season? Um, yeah. I mean, unless if things don't work out the uh, uh, the way we would want them, yeah. We, uh, he, he's obviously a great player and, uh, you know, four-time MVP. And uh, But, you know, I think it's, you know, trying to find, uh, you know, what, what he wants and what we want. And uh, hopefully we can find a win-win situation.
2: So two takeaways from that. The big one we've talked about plenty over the course of the last couple of days here on ESPN Madison, and that is if things don't work out the way we want them. Idiotic. I I understand that's what you want, right? Like, I I get that. And we've known that from the little leaks, right? But to to, to have your president and CEO do an interview before anything is finalized, shoot, before you, you even know what Aaron Rodgers wants to do, even more idiotic right like t- take the take the idiotic line and and <laughs> run through it because mark murphy idiotic statement the other half of that is the, the finding the situation that's that's best right we need to know what aaron wants he's putting the ball back in aaron's court A- and fully I-, I do believe at least from all the stuff we've heard today is the ball probably is in aaron's court but mark murphy ugh gives me the ick that's a term these days, right? The ick? I guess so.
3: Are you familiar? No. Are you on TikTok, Brad? No. Are you? I am, yeah. Oh, there's great stuff on there. Oh, yeah. yeah I'm, I'm a Strofe big and I guy. send each other stuff all the time. Yeah.
2: I, I, I um. So TikTok feed is like, it, it, it caters to what you've watched in the past. <laughs> so my TikTok feed is full of like, like music, right? Like underground musicians. And then like people in jail at a phone's. And I've recently, I've recently stumbled into the ex-Amish community on TikTok. <laughs> yeah, so I've been getting a lot of, I've been getting a lot of videos from people that have left the Amish. And and what
0: are they revealing
2: about? They're just talking about like the process of leaving, and if like they tried to convince any of their other family members to leave, and going back to the Amish community because they want to visit their parents. And are they uh, welcome back in? Uh, some places, yes. Some places, no. Um, if you're welcome back in, you still have to dress like you would in the Amish community. You're not allowed to bring any electronics, et cetera. Um, I recently saw a video of the Amish community of a bunch of kids. Uh, I guess I don't know if are kids because they were all tr- drinking beer. Um, but, like, just in the farm, hanging out, having a few. Um, and somebody took a video of it and so that's that's my tiktok you
3: sent me that tiktok i
2: think i did yeah yeah (laughs) it it blew my mind you know so i've I've, I've recently stumbled into the amish community which is interesting because they don't use electronics is my understanding
3: while we're on the topic i don't really i like i don't want to be on this tiktok feed but for some reason i am it's just people like walking around the everglades (laughs) barefoot, and they're just like oh "Oh, look here's a here's an alligator and they're like Hanging out with alligators that, like, clearly are coming after them. Or, like, a dude picking up a snake and getting bitten. And, and I don't mean to take us too far off the rails, but, like, I'm afraid of snakes. I don't want... I hate that people are just handling snakes that are biting them on my TikTok. Are these people being compensated for this,
0: like, idiotic things they're doing on TikTok?
2: Uh, I think it depends. Typically, no, though. They're just being idiots. Wow. That's TikTok. Wow. I think you should get one. I, I don't know if I, <laughs> because I don't have the re- capacity we, for that. Then we can re- report back in a couple of weeks and see what your feed is full of.
0: What's the what was the prisoners having phones in there? You you glazed over that one a prison little talk. quick. Yeah. Yeah, prison
2: talk. Yeah. So, um, yeah, some prisoners get phones.
0: And they just they're just filming themselves so, and this is my, this is a day on the pen is...
2: So, my favorite one is the fact if you get over 1000 followers on TikTok, you can go live, right? Just like you do on Instagram or Facebook or Twitter or whatever. And um I recently came onto one where there was three prisoners just hanging out in their in their cell on <laughs> TikTok roommates, roommates together, uh, cellmates. Cellmates. I yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't think it's quite. It's kind of like a, a, a college <laughs> dorm, but a little bit worse um, because there's a toilet <laughs> in the same room. Um, so yeah, they were just like hanging out, reading the comments. In their orange jumpsuit suits. yeah, Wow. It's it cool. Man, Educational. it gives everyone a voice. How about that? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> wow. That's what TikTok's for. Uh, you can have a voice on the Aaron Rodgers discussion we were having right <laughs> here on The Great <laughs> Day and Huddle. 844-770-3776. Your way in. Are you over Aaron Rodgers? Do you want him back? Would you welcome him back? Uh, any of those questions, go ahead and feel free to chime in on that on the ESPN Madison talking Text Line. We'll take a break. When we come back, uh, Alex Gravatt, popular guy. Thanks. He gets a lot of mail. <laughs> Maybe on TikTok. I don't know where he gets it from. <laughs> uh, but we will go through those messages. He's been sent over the course of the last week. We'll debate him. We'll play Gmail next. It's the great Dane Huddle live on ESPN Madison.
1: The, I cry, the great Dane Huddle rolling on
2: live on your Monday, an extra long edition as we react to Aaron Rodgers. We'll get into the NIT in a little bit. Uh, Badgers did not make the NCAA tournament, so I do want to shoot off a few takes on that here in a little bit. We'll do Gmail in a second. I'm um, Alex Strofe alongside former NFL punter, the great Brad Nortman with me, the brilliant mind of Brad Nortman, uh, who looked up. Uh, you can't make this stuff up, man. He looked up the exact, what was it, Wind speed? Wind speed. Of both Aaron Rodgers' potential last pass and Brett Favre's final pass in a Green Bay Packers uniform. I mean, brilliant brain, brilliant brain. we go got to another brilliant brain now. Ron in Rome, I hear you're angry, and, and you want to talk about Christmas? I don't know what the hell's going on, but how are you, Ron? Thanks for calling in.
1: Well, I'm just kind of sick of the whole situation like most Packer fans. But uh, I do w- wonder why Brian Gunkas isn't getting more blame for the situation. I'm tired of Aaron, and I would like him to leave. But I think a lot of the situation deteriorated when uh, Brian Gunkas drafted love, which, you know, could be understandable except he should yeah. have told Aaron in advance, you know, you've been injured, uh, we don't have a quality backup, yeah. and we need to plan for the future after you leave. So, uh, we're going to draft a, a backup quarterback, and you won't be so shocked when you're expecting a quality wide receiver like a little kid waiting for his red bike on Christmas and he wakes up <laughs> and he got socks. Yeah, and, that's fair. Uh, so, I think that's Aaron's scheming started then is his passive ag- aggressive um, complicated schemes like uh, he probably he's like the puppet master now pulling all the strings and who knows he, i think he maxim he wants to maximize screwing them um, goonkins the most so uh, let me ask you this ron before we
2: let you go it seems like you, you you said you want aaron Rodgers gone like everybody else but you're putting more blame on brian gutekunst right. so let me ask you this who deserves more blame for how this has gone south is it aaron Rodgers or is it brian gutekunst in your mind
1: well, no one knows because nobody really knows what's going on. Like when Mercedes Lewis said that Aaron was calling his own plays. I, I, this has probably been going on for years. And he killed Mike McCarthy. Yep. Maybe had a slight honeymoon the first leveling. year with Lafleur, uh, and then now he's now he's he's undermining Lafleur and he's throwing people under the bus everywhere.
2: Yeah, that, that's Ron and Rome. Thanks for the call, Ron. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I, I I understand. I mean, nobody does necessarily know the answer. I think there's enough blame to go around, right, between Rodgers and, and Goody. But I, I I think the argument of telling Rodgers they were going to draft the backup, I don't think that changes anything. Um, would it have been nice to have a little bit of a heads up, right, two minutes before the pick is is announced in Roger Goodell's basement during the 2020 NFL Draft? Does it soften the time. blow? Maybe a little bit. But I don't think it changes how Aaron Rodgers feels disrespected, right? I mean, that was a team that should have been poised for a Super Bowl run. And instead of drafting, like Ron said, a perennial first-round wide receiver or maybe an offensive lineman, you whiffed, right? I mean, Jordan Love, to this point, is a whiff of a draft pick. Now, that may change after this year. But through three seasons, he has started one game, lost that game, And he threw ten passes against the Philadelphia Eagles, in which the Packers lost. So right now, Love's a whiff. And I'm not, I'm not cheering against Love by any means, right? I hope he has a very successful career if he's the next quarterback of the Green Bay Packers. But I don't subscribe to the theory that if you would have given Rodgers a heads up, this wouldn't have been the case. Because this doesn't change anything, right? It might have soft, it might have made him drink three fingers of tequila that night rather than four right like it softens the blow a tiny bit but I think everything still happens the way it's played out and I think we're still here discussing whether or not Aaron Rodgers is a backer
0: yeah and I think Aaron is still jaded I think no matter how you do it assuming you still trade up to get Jordan Love then I think even if you give Rodgers a heads up he's still jaded he's still angry I think the pivot in his um, level of workability with the franchise still pivots away to how it's been the last couple of years. I just can't help but think about, you know, what are similar situations like this and how did it work out? I think about Brady and Garoppolo. You know, when it wasn't exactly the same situation, but there was rumors in the building that Belichick wanted Garoppolo and that he wanted Brady on the out. And Brady didn't manipulate and, I don't know, be so negative against the organization he just went out there and played and he he's always been a good soldier right always and that's just not rogers personality rogers and brady are very different but where rogers went and said oh you're gonna draft my replacement i'm gonna ball out and he did and that's exactly what brady did too but it's everything behind the scenes that was so different that i think continued the poison the relationship whereas brady just remained good soldier, played well, and they went out and, and won some Super Bowls together. So it still came to an end in New England as well. But that was a very similar situation, just handled differently by two different personalities.
2: Where did things go wrong? Let's let's ask that question, because I, I thought, I, I thought, I, I'm sorry, Ron and Rome it was, Alex? Yeah. Uh, I, I thought Ron raised a good point, right? I, I think, yeah, when he was drafted, Love was. That's where things began to go south. But I think it got worse after that, right? Like, I think... Honestly, I think maybe the worst part of this entire saga was Friday when Mark Murphy went on the WIA network. Now, I didn't think Rodgers was going to be back before that appearance, but things went really south. I mean, and that's why I think we still don't have any answers, right? I think it may be Rodgers, to Ron's point, sticking it to the organization. Go ahead, G.
3: Well, and I just wanted to, while you were talking about Tom Brady, what's really interesting is, I remember hearing that Tom Brady was planning on leaving New England after that Tennessee loss in the playoffs. I was working as a server, and I was you know, serving up some food, and th- I saw the interception, and I was like, so happy, because I'm not a fan of Brady. Damn. Obviously, he's great, but he quietly kind of just dealt his business and ended up in Tampa, and it was kind of a shock. Aaron Rodgers has done none of that. It's so, so starkly different between the two best quarterbacks of the last 20 years. Well, and even when Peyton Manning left
0: the Broncos, right? I know it's a different situation. He had a physical issue. Colts, right? Colts. For the Broncos. Yeah, exactly. And you had Andrew Luck, a generational talent, about to be picked first overall. There was a, I don't know, it was almost like gentlemanly, right? Were you leaving the team like that? And it was just all above board, all professional. Everything – that's why I don't know if I can I, – I can identify situations in this timeline where it leapt forward as far as dysfunction and drama. But it's always been dysfunctional and drama. Think about Rodgers and Mc, um, uh, Mike McCarthy, right, yeah. and all the, the issues they had together. And um, it just, it's just – it's never – except for the early years when there were strong leaders in the locker room. Aaron's greatness was clearly coming out. And you had a complete team early in those years when they won the Super Bowl. That was the most stable and less chaotic the organization has been since like middle to eh, like 2015, 2016 in the erosion of the McCarthy Rogers romance and marriage, so to speak, it's just been nothing but chaos and backstabbing and talking behind the scenes. And I don't trust you. You don't trust me. I don't know. It's always been drama these last eight years to where you just can't, you can't get it together. And that's what I contend. Roger's not showing up to OTAs when, when it really matters, fourth quarter or playoff games, mm-hmm. it looks chaotic. It looks
3: like this isn't a team because
0: I don't think the seeds of trust have been sown.
3: Was there a moment that you felt that things changed? Because you mentioned 2016, we had that awesome year that fell apart in the against Seattle. But was there a moment that it felt like the ethos of the locker room changed? Well, it's hard to say. I do think that is the closest. They
0: legitimately were. To this is a complete team knocking yeah. on the door of the Super Bowl. Best team. Well, they've been the best team quite often. But in, the, in a yeah, playoff yeah. game, where it's like, wow, they should have won that playoff. Yeah,
3: twenty
2: twenty.
0: Um, true. Twenty twenty as well. But so there, there's been moments of closeness to it. Um, I don't remember the drama as much. That was when I was playing for the Panthers, and we were also a really good team. I don't remember it being characterized by drama and chaos. Really, it's really only been the last four years. I think. The love draft really, you know, supplanted the franchise into chaos because Rodgers wasn't on board. But even before then, it's not like he's ever been a good soldier. He's always been done his own thing, and yeah. it, it makes him an incredible quarterback and do things that are incredibly difficult, look easy on the football field, but it's it's at least the second half of his career, it's never been stable, never been drama free. And that, no, that shows in, I, yeah, in hard moments. I,
2: I mean I think. It really came to a head when Love was drafted. Right? Yep. Like I don't remember a ton of drama in '19, which was a good team, but they probably overperformed. That was Matt Lafleur's first year as a head coach. I don't know, man. It's uh, it's been it's been it's been tiring. I'll be honest with you, right? And I I'm I'm very much in the minority when still I don't know how you do it at this point. I think it's beyond salvageable, but I want Rogers back. I think he gives to your point earlier Brad, i think he gives the packers the best chance to win um and i think it's his best chance to win here late in his career his age 40 season coming up so we will see all right let's do this let's take a break when we come back we'll do gmail uh but first got to tell you about our friends at the great dane pub and brewing company four locations in the madison area east side where we were tonight uh until we had some technical difficulties that put us back here but the other three locations fitchburg downtown and in the hilldale area of madison great food great beer Great drinks, great atmosphere, great time at any of the four locations in the Madison area. The East Side was bumping tonight, man. There was people out and about having having a little post-work cocktails, maybe talking a little NCAA bracket, which we'll do here in a little bit. Uh, but all of the four locations, fantastic. Go to GreatDanePub.com to find their specials and the pub nearest you. Gmails next. It's a Great Dane Huddle.
0: This is the story of a girl who cried a river and drowned the whole world. And while she looks so sad in photographs, I absolutely love her when she's... Sm-
2: Great day Huddle rolling out on your Monday night. Alex Stroh, former NFL punter Brad Nortman with you. Alex Gravatt running the show for us. With you for about another hour 8 8.30 tonight as we lead you up to the Bucks game, uh, which tips off at 9 against the Sacramento Kings. And an NBA Finals preview tonight. Uh, I think the Kings are still the number one team in the West, if I'm not mistaken. I haven't looked at the NBA standings recently. Gee, I'm looking at you, but it looks like you I'm don't have a dead inside. Cool. No clue. <laughs> You're dead inside? Just completely. Is that, is that Aaron Rodgers' fault? Sure. Sure? I'm d- sure he has some treatments for that. that could oh, be- yeah. <laughs> before we get to Gmail, uh, I've been I've been uh, not telling Brad something that I've been wanting to tell him all night.
3: Oh, yes.
2: Um, and that is, that is something... Um, that occurred with me over the weekend.
3: The Nuggets are in first place, by the way. Ah,
2: uh, yeah, Kings in second place, um, in the West. So NBA Finals preview still stands. Uh, so Brad, over the weekend, I had quite an experience on uh, uh, on Saturday. It was it was one of the weirdest days of my life. Um, I went to a baby shower for like a partial relative, kind of. Uh, and it was um, what's the best way? The whitest um, baby shower I could have ever attended. We were in a garage in which a lifted truck was being worked on <laughs> during the baby shower. <laughs> there was only like fourteen people there. I don't know why I was invited because um, I, I don't really I I don't know either of these people very well, right? Like it's like it's distant relatives, um, and <laughs> we're eating sloppy joes out of a crock pot. <laughs> And and cold, <laughs> yeah. and cold and cold and cold barbecue weenies, uh, like them sloppy. <laughs> so we go back to um to the 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 farm in which this couple lives on. So my shoes are now covered, not the ones I'm currently wearing, thankfully, are covered in cow manure and mud. Um, and anyway, we 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 dashed out pretty much pretty quick, and uh, so we. Uh, we're driving back to Sun Prairie where we live, and I pitched the lady's like, uh, you know, I want to go swimming tonight. It's like, all right, you know, we can go to a hotel and, you know, see if we can just go in the pool or whatever. <laughs> and I'm like, wait a minute, let's take this a step further. Let's do a little staycation. So we live Sun Prairie, east side, book a hotel in Middleton Saturday night sporadically. Whoa. Look at you. Um, go out for dinner, get a bottle of wine with dinner, oh. have a nice dinner. And we go over to this hotel we booked Saturday night, um, and we stayed in a hotel Saturday night, like thirty minutes from our house. Wow! And just had a date night. So, for those of you that maybe wow. missed it, Brad Nortman, a couple weeks back on Valentine's Day took his took his wife on a one day trip to New York City. Now, I don't really have the bankroll for that. I did not play. Uh, I did not play six seasons in the NFL like you. Am I? Am I undermining you? Six seasons. No, six seasons. Six seasons in the NFL. Um, so. It wasn't New York City, but it was Middleton, which is pretty darn close. The New
3: York City of Madison, really. <laughs> yeah, right. That's
2: what they
0: say, Strope, That's so romantic. Look Thank at you. you. Thank you. I mean, early on, we talked about how you're not a big fan of Valentine's Day. I rank it pretty high. No, but look at you. Worst. You got a, you got a romantic in you. I mean, who would have thought about that? And how about that? I was you're... thinking
2: about you, well, not the entire time, obviously, um, because there was a jacuzzi in a room, and I was yeah, not thinking I about not. Brad Norton. Should hope not. During that point. Um, but, um, yeah, that was a brag, by the way, if you uh, caught that, yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, so, yeah, I thought about you when we decided that was what we were going to do. Very play. impressive. And, 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 you know, Taylor dials up a suggestion,
0: and you just
2: you multiply it. She put it on the, tea. It. You, it on the you, tea. I took the driver out, and I smashed it. You,
0: you put thing. an exponent on it. Let's not just swim. I'm going to do you one ten times better. Yeah. Swim, hotel, dinner, dine, bottle of wine. Look at you, Alex Stroh. Jacuzzi in
2: the room, which was sweet. Which was very sweet. So it was right next to the bed, which was interesting placement.
0: Um, and we watched. Wait, so was it was it outside of the bathroom then, or was it kind yeah, of like wow. yeah,
2: yeah, yeah? So like the jacuzzi was That's next like the to the bed, and suite. then around the yeah, pretty much. It was oh. pretty sweet. So we watched the finale, season finale of the show we were watching. You, it's called okay. You on Netflix. Um, in the jacuzzi, it's pretty awesome. Wow, saucy. Yeah, there we go. All right, you got mail. You got mail. Time to play Gmail. And uh Alex G, popular guy, gets some messages via I don't know,
3: email. Yeah, it's it's all email. You know, I I as part of my job, I'm out there I'm making sure that people know that they can advertise with us on ESPN and I I love doing that. And um in in that, I send a lot of emails and a lot of people get my email and they send me emails back. But right away we're going to start Sarah and Flagstaff huge fan of the show. Hobbit. Flagstaff, Arizona? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, this is not the first time we've had a Sarah. Oh, you weren't here last. last week. Last week we had a flagstaff. Absolutely, yes. Yeah, we Are got we very range. popular in that setting. Yeah, loyal range. listener. Okay. Uh, more fun filling out a bracket or drafting a fantasy football team. Alex Shrop, what do you think?
2: Which one's better? Yeah, what's it's more filling fun? Filling out a bracket. It's not even close, right? And I love constructing a fantasy football team, um, but it's filling out a bracket because there's so much more tinkering involved, right? My favorite show of all time is called The League. Um, it Good starts. It's, yeah, it's a great show. My favorite of all time. I've been rewatching it recently, and they talk about tinkering with the roster all the time. But I do it way more with a bracket, right? And I've already changed my. I said this earlier on Rutledge and Hamilton. I've changed my national champion four times already. The bracket came out last night. I love filling out a bracket. I agree.
0: Filling out a a bracket is the way to go. I see a fantasy football draft. It's kind of stressful, right? You got the time ticking down and you're honing on a guy and then bam, he goes right the pick right before you. I, I find everything about a bracket to be kind of, Fun. you can massage it in you can get conspiracy theory with it you know I start believing things that I, I never even thought I believed before like oh yeah they're right they did win nine out of their last 10 and they, you know all this kind of stuff it, it's it's a lot of fun to play all the different angles to listen to all the experts I will say though during this bracket time it's about as um, I'm about as gullible that's the right word if you say something that sounds smart with a bracket, I, I buy it. I don't even I don't even fact check you. I listen to these bracketology shows <laughs> no, I, and they I'm say, oh yeah, Iona is the te- That is the absolute dark horse. All of a sudden, I never heard of them. I, I'm going to my elite eight. I mean, just like cr- I just believe Is that real it. or are you just pulling
2: a?
1: No, a I team?
0: do have Iona winning uh, the first round, but I just no. I, I, I don't I might know have anything
2: you, about I might have UConn in the final four, so that Look terrifies at you. me.
3: Big fan of Saint Peter Pan. Saint Peter Pan's gonna win it all this year. Saint Peter Pan. <laughs> Logan and Duluth chimes in. Uh, I'm watching The Last of Us. is a good show, obviously, but um, never say that. So the concept is here. I'll I'll lay the scene. The concept is there are zombies that are produced by by like when they bite each other, they give each other like mushroom spores, and these spores take over your brain and they become zombies. Which one of you two would live longer in a zombie apocalypse, and what is your strategy for it?
2: I don't have one. Brad wins. It's as simple as that. Like (laughs) I'm an idiot. (laughs) <laughs> right, so all right, so he, he, let's let's use this as an example. We are on we were on floor five of our building, right? So we're staring out of a pretty high window. Let's just say zombies, and I don't know what zombies are capable of because they're not real. But if if a zombie was to climb not if yet. it has climbing ability, and they show up at that window, I think I'm running at the window. Rather than running away, I'm probably running toward it. Which means I'm game over. You're running toward it? Yeah, I'm gonna fight. Fight or flight I'm not flying I'm, I'm fighting
3: Yeah Brad would live longer
0: I would I would surround myself With some sort of Natural protection I would get a boat And I would go out to Like like a big boat Like a boat I could live on And I would just Stock up on food And weapons And I would go out To the middle of uh, Middle of the lake Now this would This would help me Until winter uh, Because what true. are they Going to do They're not going to Find their way On onto, onto the lake. They're not going to Swim my way They're all going to Drown So I can buy myself At least Wait, a Wait does months. that mean
1: Zombies
2: can't swim Is that true
3: That was but, Brad's the expert. Wait, so is this just like
2: a Walking Dead reboot? We already had a big zombie no, show. No, it's
3: based off a of video game, um, so it's a little it's a little different.
2: I never even heard of this.
3: It's, at, it's of on it HBO. It's a big. I've
2: heard it's of the show. I've never seen it.
0: I haven't seen it either.
2: Um, yeah, I don't know. Zombie stuff is never like. Well, I, I think, Zombieland was a movie. I enjoyed that. Fantastic. But, but it's like more of a comedy, isn't it? Big Twinkie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, like, I
3: enjoyed that i've never gotten down with zombie stuff i think it's dumb you got uh sasha in portland maine chimes in my boyfriend and i we <laughs> live together right and we've Good been dating has. for for nearly four years now uh it's a very real relationship and and he started taking some really beautiful moments like we've been able to enjoy these together walking on the beach strolling by a big fountain uh fancy dinners things like that and when we do that he'll take a knee look me in the eye and begin to tie his shoe. Should I break up with him?
2: Wow. Uh, no, <laughs> um, but you should. You should have a stern talking to with him. All right. I'll be honest. I did. That, I did that <laughs> once. Um, I may have done that once. Uh, is this question based on me?
3: No. These are all random people chiming in, Alex. Of course, it couldn't have anything to do with the conversation we had in this exact room three days ago.
2: Okay. Um, yeah. So when. <laughs> <laughs> it took me a minute uh, but then you rattled off some facts about my relationship living together almost four years that would be me um so we were in Mexico back in November for a um for a destination wedding of some of our friends uh, Taylor was standing up in the wedding we were walking on the beach and I dropped to a knee and tied my shoe um I thought I was really funny she knew I was kidding um but no, I don't think my girlfriend should break up with me, if that's the question. <laughs> my take, okay, to do it once, that's funny. I've only I, done it once. I, to do it once. I, t- I talked about doing it twice. If you that's do it multiple
0: times, up. it's like getting towards sadistic. And <laughs> um, and I, I really think you risk the actual moment of it happening. Because if you joke about it three times, when you get on your knee the fourth time, it's just going to be like, uh, whatever, he's just joking around again. Boy who cried a, wolf.
2: There's a boy who cried wolf factor Lose to it. Lose its luster. All right, we've got a Schefter tweet. What is it? Eric Kendricks to the Chargers, former Vikings linebacker.
0: The, the, the news we were all waiting for. Yeah, exactly. Where is Eric Kendricks going to land?
3: Paula from L.A. I was on a flight. Oh, sorry. That's not the one I wanted to read. Uh, we'll go with Cornelius and Texarkana, the no. truest tried and true what friend of the show. Do we have any fans in Wisconsin? Wisconsin? Uh, yeah, we've got Cammy and Madison, um, a, f- a few others. Oh, Cassandra and Cascade. But but we're going to stick with uh, Cornelius. A lot of women listeners. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I really appreciate that. They they understand that we're a feminine crew. We we, we own our masculinity, but in, in a feminine way. Happy be belated wow. International
2: Women's Day to all involved.
3: If the Packers <laughs> suck next year and don't make the playoffs, and you can only choose one phase of the game to be good at. Which phase of the game do you want to be good at, Brad? I think I know what you're gonna answer. Can you
2: rephrase? The, can you say that question again? So
3: there are three phases to a game called football, Alex. <laughs> yes, I understand that. And the Packers are gonna suck at football next year, but they get to be good suck at one. Suck is probably dramatic. Well, let's say, for the the sake of the argument that our good friend Cornelius is making, yeah, they're good at one, and the other two are abysmal. Okay. Which one phase of the game, Brad, do you want to be good at? The easy
0: answer for me is special teams, but I will not go that way. Yeah, I I, I'm going to be like Rodgers. I want to be unpredictable and I want to be dramatic. Oh, <laughs> So I'm going to go with, actually, I'm going to go with offense. And here's why. Because if, if the Packers are good on offense, that means love actually has some skill. Yep. And the biggest question mark of your franchise has been answered. So I will take, I would take a great, almost like the early Rodgers, right? I would take a great love and a terrible rest of the team. Great. We know what we need to work with. Let's get our hands dirty and let's fix the rest
2: all right so i agree i would go offense here um special teams is last i'm sorry brad the packers won 14 or 13 games two years in a row when they over the course of two seasons were the 32nd ranked special teams in football no offense love you deeply but only a little taken yeah i understand um and they've usually stunk at defense while it hasn't led to championships Led to a lot of fun, a lot of wins, and a lot of uh, number one seeds. So I, I will take offense as well. And yes, to, to Brad's point, it gives you it gives you clarity on, on whether or not Jordan Love can be anything.
3: So my thought is, if the Packers are going to be terrible, they're not going to win games. And do you and think the Packers are going to be terrible? I think they're going to be pr- pretty mid. I think they're going to be just middle of the pack, boring, nothing super exciting. Because I mean, the most exciting parts of the last few seasons has been Aaron Rodgers doing crazy things with Devontae Adams, and without that. There's just not a lot of pizzazz. The team's a little boring to watch, which is fine. But, but if we're if love's not the guy, I would rather have just an explosive special teams, because oh. that's so exciting. Like there's at least some something vibrant and lively about the team. Like if we're just a Smash Mouth okay football team, like I don't care. I want to be excited, and a punt return gets me going.
0: I love that energy for special teams. Alex I got you. It. A punt yeah.
3: return gets
2: him going? Well,
0: a Packer punt return, I'll take that. Keyshawn Nixon uh, back in town. Love exactly. To
2: love to see it. Um, okay. Yeah, fair enough. Won't argue with that. Uh but I will say, special teams affects the game the least. It's a great day and oh, Huddle rolling on on a Monday night. Alex Stroh, former Badger, Brad Nortman with you. Alex Gravatt helping us out with the show tonight. Yeehaw! Yeehaw indeed, you goofball. Uh, with you for about a, a little bit over a half an hour. With you till 8.30 tonight as we'll lead you into pregame with Justin Garcia on the Be My Bucks Radio Network. Uh, leading you into Bucks Kings. Late night tonight, 9 o'clock tip out in Sacramento between the number one team in the Eastern Conference and the number two team in the Western Conference. It's a prize team this year, the Sacramento Kings. But uh, we will flip our attention from the NBA to college basketball. It has the brackets out. So is the other bracket. Oof. Mm. Gee, I'm going to steal a joke you made earlier. Yeah,
0: <laughs> It was a great joke. Thank you.
2: There's two, two seeds in the state of Wisconsin. As Marquette, the two seed in the NCAA tournament after winning the Big East Tournament over the weekend. And then you've got the Badgers in the NIT, despite what they originally announced as a three-seed. They're actually a two-seed. Brad, before we dive into either of these brackets, the NIT ain't helping itself by announcing eight-team seedings incorrectly. That is 25% of the field. Uh,
0: I mean, the NIT... In my humble opinion, always looks a little bit like the consolation bracket, right? Not really getting much energy, media, fun out of it. It's it's definitely the leftovers of the NCAA tournament. No and, doubt. And then they do something like that to just totally botch the release of it and misseeding people. It's just it adds insult to injury for the Wisconsin Badger season. I'm not going to lie.
2: No, a little bit, and. You know, there's, there's been the argument, maybe not an argument, but a, a debate more so over the course of the last 24 hours, whether or not the NIT is worth it, right? North Carolina turned down a bid. Uh, they were the preseason number one. They were the number one team in the AP poll for three weeks. Oof. Mm-hmm. And they had the fall for grace. So Hubert Davis, their head coach, uh, releasing a statement prior to the NIT selection show last night saying they will not participate, will the UNC Tar Heels. Uh, but the Badgers will participate, and they will begin – their journey tomorrow night at the Kohl Center is they play host to Bradley University, the alum hey. of one Jesse Nelson. Uh, so he's very excited. Nerd. Yeah, true. Um, so Wisconsin-Bradley tomorrow night in the NIT. Wisconsin, the two-seed Bradley. Uh, I guess that makes them a seven-seed, I think, is what the math would be on, on that. Um, as they don't seed the lower teams. I also find that weird about the NIT. They, they, they seed the top 16 teams, Um, So one, two, three, four, they allot that to 16 teams four times over because of the bracket style. And then the lower seeds don't get seeded, right? So they haven't announced. So technically, I assume that would make Bradley a seven seed, but they they haven't called ever Bradley a seven seed. I don't understand that. It, it seems tough. insulting. It does, it seems, <laughs> right? I mean,
0: we're not even going to seed you. You're just lucky. You're to just be here. here.
2: You're just you're just an automatic qualifier because you uh, were the regular season conference champ you, in your conference.
0: Do you feel any better about the Wisconsin season if they rattle off
3: four or five victories
0: and win the NIT? Do you feel any better? Yes, I, I feel do.
3: better for next year because no matter what, this is a tournament, and and you get some tournament reps, which could be. Somewhat helpful and, and, and a good experience for the guys moving forward.
2: So I, I, I understand your point there, and I, I mostly agree with that. Um, I only feel better because this season was so underwhelming, right? And the, the Badgers weren't – nobody was picking the Badgers to win the Big Ten, right? And they haven't for a couple of years. And they obviously rattled off uh, enough to win it in the regular season last year. But I, I – yeah, I mean I, I feel like this is a team that has been through so many heartbreakers. they I think there was nineteen games they played in that were decided by five points or less. Um and, you know, they had what, six overtimes games, which was the most in any of any D one team this year. So yeah, I mean, this is a team that's that's been through a lot of heartbreak and a lot of tough games and we're really in a lot of, if not almost every game they played this year. So yeah, to get some wins that would be good. But but to G's point, you're getting if not your entire group back next year a majority of it tyler wall the only senior but he has another year of eligibility if he wants it so this could be a really good team next year so yeah the nit is interesting to me from a badgers perspective but i gotta be honest i've never been super intrigued by the nit um uw green bay i used to i used to cover them um for a website that no longer exists uh for several seasons and and they made the nit one year so i have covered an nit game before um, at, 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 up in Green Bay at the rest Center, um, and yeah, I mean it's just like it doesn't feel there, like I mean I'm intrigued because I'm going to go tomorrow. I'm intrigued to see what uh, the energy is like in the arena, but I, I don't I, I don't think there's going to be a ton of juice behind this. That's just me projecting
3: though. I'm all in on Toledo for some reason. I've, <laughs> I went to Ball State for a little while, and I think that Toledo's going to have just an electric okay let's tournament. Do this.
2: It's the Wisconsin Badgers. It is the Toledo
3: Zips. No, no, that's Akron. That's Akron. Uh, I don't even remember, to be honest. And you're all in on
2: them. Very well done. All right, <laughs> yeah. let's flip our attention to the bracket that matters. I want to talk uh, the March Madness, the 68 team bracket. What intrigues you? That's all I'm going to throw out there. Anybody can take the ball here. What intrigues you? I think, uh, I think I, the one seeds, right? Alabama, Houston, Purdue, Kansas. Is there like a first-round matchup that pops out to you where you're like, huh, that's a game I'm going to watch?
0: That's a great question. Because
2: we're going to watch every game. I I I do think... (laughs) Every game.
0: All jokes aside with... You know, me just picking Iona because somebody said to. I do think that game's interesting. Rick Patino is always an interesting character to yes. me. He's such an interesting character. Yeah. And with all the rumors that he might be. Um, what, what job is he going St. to St. John's. Do? St. John's, that's yeah. right. That's a good fit for him. Um, that UConn Iona game is very interesting to me. I, I think he's always feisty in the tournament. And look, Utah, UConn's a great team if they have them in they're their really before. They're really good. Um, but something about Iona just always seems to be the Patino led Iona. It was a very good team. I also think, how about this game? This might be what I'm most excited for. Kentucky-Providence. That game I'm looking forward to. And Cooley. that's Yeah, I, I just think that Kentucky just never popped throughout the season, right? It, recently, they've just been all, all flash, all, all hot air preseason, and they just haven't been able to do it. But yet, they somehow get a sixth seed. And Providence has been playing quality basketball lately. I got Providence in my You sweet love 16. the Big East. I, I well,
2: well, I guess I, UConn would be losing yep. to Iona, so.
0: And they're the they're the Friars. They're the Friars. How That's can a great you not, name. how can you not root for the Friars? It's a great
2: name. I'm with you on that. Look, I, I um, I, 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 okay. So to your point of like somebody saying they like Iona, I was talking about this in the office today. It seems like every year there's some trendy double-digit teams. Iona being one of them this year. Where they actually hit right, like everybody's on them and it works. The other one I'm hearing a lot of is Charleston. Mm-hmm. So last week I emceed a, a Madison Morning Report, uh, which is brought to you by the, the Madison Area Sports Commission here in town. And Kim Pomeroy, right, the the authority on all things college basketball, was the featured speaker. So we're talking. I'm, I'm letting you in a little nugget here, everybody. So listen, nope. listen closely. We're talking before we are introduced to go on the stage and proceed with the uh, uh, you know the back and forth we have. And I said. Ken, this is all I'm going to ask you. Give me one double-digit seed you love this year. He goes, I love Charleston. Don't care what their matchup is. Wow. So I've got Charleston in the state 16. Because Ken Palm said it.
3: So the entire east section of this bracket.
2: So that would be just to run down the four seats. Right. right? It's per- It's Purdue, Marquette. Kansas State, Tennessee is the top four seats.
0: And I would even throw Duke in there. And that's the thing. And Duke, Duke the is seed. in there yeah. and
3: they're playing Oral Roberts. That's who a fun is first round. Probably underseated. They yeah. are awesome. That entire section is awesome. And and you talk about the how Duke is underperformed. They don't have Coach K anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: They had a good year though.
3: They in the tournament, in their tournament, ACC, yeah. they were losing for a total of like four and a half minutes. It's unreal. They all they got healthy when they needed to get healthy. I uh-huh. hate
2: Duke. I get it. I hope they peaked at the wrong time and Oral Roberts beats the brakes in. But
3: I would not be shocked to see them come out of the East. You know what? I like Duke.
2: Really? I've You're always Duke liked guy? Duke.
3: I've always liked Duke.
2: What um, made you like Duke? Um, I don't know. It's one of those things Was it where, like J.J. Redick? I mean, was there, no, was there a story well, there?
0: Uh, the team where they had Jason Williams and I think Shane Battier okay. and that, that like early 2000 national champion team. Uh, really liked that team. I always think I, people give Coach K a hard time. How can you give that man a hard time? The dude is like is so stable. He's such an accomplished coach. He, he rarely causes any drama. I don't know. I just think Coach K is super easy to root for, and I think that you know what he built Duke into is incredibly
2: respectable. So John, I know nothing about John Shire, right? The new head coach. Since he's, this is what his second year now on the job, or no? Coach first K's year. last year was, was last year, year. Right, right. Yeah. So first year on the job. I know nothing about him. Like I saw him on. The show you and I were probably both watching last night, the Selection Sunday show where they're giving you tips and yeah. tricks, right? And he was interviewed, and like, he just seemed like an even keel dude. I mean, obviously, he's had a very good first season 26 and 8, uh, a Duke is. So, and obviously, winning the ACC tournament. So we'll see. Um, final four picks. Let's rattle them off, and then we'll take a break. Um, I'll go first. I don't have it in front of me, but I'm going to guess here. Uh, I think I have Baylor in the South, three seed. In the east uh, bracket, I have Marquette. Pulled the trigger. I think that's going to change between now and Thursday. Uh, but, man, Marquette looks good. Uh, in the Midwest, I have Houston, the one seed. And in the west, I have Kansas, the one seed. Uh, over UConn. I actually have UConn to the Elite Eight. I take that back. So, I, I, again, I have uh, I have Baylor, Marquette, Houston, Kansas, my final four right now. And like I said, that will probably change before Thursday. It's, Tinkering. This is why
0: it's so fun is because, you know, I have all different. None of them are the same. Good. I I've love got, that. I've got Arizona.
2: Okay, that's in the south, the two yep. seed. Uh,
0: I've got Duke in the east. They're a five seed. My guy. I've, that's right. I've got Texas in the Midwest. Interesting. I, if, if Houston is healthy, I think they have a chance to win it all. But I think Texas is hot. Texas is hot. They're hot. And they, they play for that coach really well. How much college basketball do you watch? Uh, I watch like a fair amount? Yeah. I mean, how, how do you even judge it? I would say... I watch more. At least, Let me rephrase the question. How much college basketball have you watched in the last week? Um, I've, I've probably I've watched quite a bit. I've watched more in the last week than I have like the whole season. Okay. I will say that. Good. I, I, no, ex, th- and excluding and that, that makes you perfectly
2: qualified. Ex, this. Excluding
0: <laughs> Wisconsin. I've been watching Wisconsin. <laughs> and I'm not recently. even kidding, right? Like, yeah.
2: like I, I feel like everybody, as long as you hammer some games in over the course of the last week, I feel like you're super. Like I feel like I know everything. Yeah, I watch so many random mid-major games. All right, your fourth pineapple uh, game I'm in correct. the West. I have Gonzaga. As, that's as an a, interesting. As time. a rule of thumb, as a rule of thumb, I have Grand Canyon I, winning that game. Do you really? Look <laughs> like, at that. Every team you love, I have losing <laughs> in the first round.
3: I uh, I like my team. You have Houston losing in the first round? No, Houston. I have, I
0: have where I do you have Texas man. losing?
2: Uh, let me look here. Um, Penn State or Xavier? no? I think it, maybe the Elite Eight. I have them going Against, pretty far. Okay. Um, I'd have to do math here. I, I have a blank bracket in front of me, so that's not helping.
0: I, I, I don't mean for this to, to sound bad, but I like my teams. I like them hot, and I like them healthy. Those are the two things. That push comes to shove, if you're hot, and if you're healthy. I like you.
2: There's only like 14 jokes to make out of that.
0: See, how about your final I can, four?
3: I think I might have just been talked out of having Houston in my final four. I, I might be in on Texas now, but I'm, I'm going to stick with Houston for the moment. We're within the state, so like we're, we're family. Right? right? We're not right. Direct, You're my cousin. You're not my like, final, brother. Final <laughs> four in Houston, by the way. Uh, which would be great, yeah. right? Um, and then out of the, the South, I'm, I'm kind of a fan of Baylor. Out of the south or the the east I'm definitely gonna go with Duke because I'm just I'm all about it. Five seed Duke They are hot, totally hot, hot and healthy. Let's go. And then finally, uh, I I think it's kind of a weird pick to like, but I like UCLA out of the out of the west and we'll see. If they're the two seed, could happen. I
0: think, I think it's a good final four. I like yours too, Strofe. The thing that's interesting is Thanks, I, heard, I, I heard just positive support, just trying to affirm some people here. I heard the, the committee chairman talk about how they seed, and they really do try to take it over a full body of work for the whole season. Yeah, they do. So I think about Duke being a five seed. They had about a six-game stretch where they, they went like one for five and were awful mm-hmm. and they had injuries and they were just totally got all the kinks out. They don't wait The most recent play the most. So if you're gonna look for inefficiencies in the NCAA bracket, it's looking for the teams that were maybe they're discounted in seeding because they started so poorly. But these are 18 and 19-year-old kids. They're just trying to figure it out. So what they do recently, in my opinion, should matter
3: more. And something I want to just jump on. They're 18 and 19-year-old kids, that means that they were developing as high schoolers or maybe their earliest part of their college career. During the pandemic, they lost a year. So this year, more than ever, I feel like there truly can just be anarchy. Like, anything well, could happen. It's, it's and been I'm the so case sad. at
2: large, right? Like, as I mentioned earlier, UNC, who didn't make the yeah. tournament, was the number one team in the country for the first three weeks. They didn't make the tournament. Right? So, I mean, it's, it's been such a chaotic year, right? You look at the one seeds and their loss totals. Alabama's the number one overall seed. They have five losses. Houston's only, have three, only at three, but they're in a lesser conference in the A C. Purdue's got five losses. Kansas is the final one seed. They've got seven losses on their Mm -hmm. record, right? So, so this has been the most chaotic year of college basketball in recent memory. I'm very excited for the tournament. Um, It's the best time of year. Love it. I love. I said this earlier, Brad. I'm curious on your take, and maybe we can think about this over the course of our next break. What's the best week of sports? Right, I'm talking week long. Mm. So, right, like the lead up to the Super Bowl and the Super Bowl is fun, but you only have one game. Favorite week in sports? We'll answer that on the other side. This is the Great Day Huddle. I'm Alex Droff alongside former NFL punter Brad Nortman, Alex Gravatt helping out run the show. Uh, got to tell you about my friends over at Condon Jewelers. Diamond Jim, he's the owner of the store. He's always in the store seven days a week, ready to help you. Whether you're looking to take the next step in your relationship for real, not just kidding and tying your shoe, or you're looking to treat yourself, whether you need a timepiece, a watch, whatever, a bracelet, a, a necklace, he's got it. He can help you out over at Condon Jewelers, the jeweler on the east side, the jeweler on your side or online at condonjeweler.com. That's condonjeweler.com. When we come back, we talk about the best week in sports. That's right here on The Great Dane in Huddle. I Wrapping up the great Dane Huddle on your Monday night, Alex Stroke, former Badger, former NFL punter, played an NFC championship game, an AFC championship game and a Super Bowl. Guys love the cool life. Brad Nortman here. Hi Brad. Hey Alex. Good to see you again, man.
0: It's good to be here. It really is.
3: Yeah, it is. It is. It's really nice having you guys in studio, though I will say it changes my day a little bit because usually while well, you guys are away, like I can't, I'm not as active as part of the show, so I'll just be like doing yoga back here. There's <laughs> also the
2: two of us. You do yoga during the show? Absolutely. All right, um, let's try it then. Teach me a yoga pose right now. Um, I'll get up on the table.
3: I'll do it right now. Okay, oh, yeah. Wow. So, so we're gonna. Ha-
2: Okay. you're
0: gonna
3: want to stay on the ground a little bit. No, I'm I think... going on the table. Oh gosh, this is gonna give be give him really tough. give him an easy one. Yeah, we're I don't need two. calling an ambulance. Warrior two, so he's he's he, mounted the to table. table. What, what do I, I do? need you to do is put get into a little bit of a lunge. So put your right foot okay. probably comfortably out. Like make it, make not quite a 90 degree angle. A little like bit like less this? than that. A little bit further okay. out. Further okay. out. Get your your foot. Fir- yep. Yep. And now straighten your back leg. Okay. Your front leg needs to stay bent.
0: This is painful.
3: Yeah, and now yeah. now rotate your body, yep, clockwise.
2: Clockwise? Uh that's this. Sorry, other counterclockwise. Counterclockwise. And
3: now look out over your front fingers. Warrior oh. 2, you've done it. What am I doing? That's Warrior 2. Now take 3 deep breaths in through the nose, out through the mouth. Fill that belly with air, my dude. Brad's wow. getting the good content. We'll get this I, up on the TikTok. no time.
0: I, I, I'm throwing this on Twitter right now. The world, world has is. to see this. Rogers himself would be
2: proud. Rogers, oh, absolutely. Rogers is the reason I need to do yoga. Mm-hmm. I need therapy, I think, after everything that's going on with him. So I feel a lot better. I feel rejuvenated. It's a great day in Huddle. I'm Alex Strofe. the great Brad Nortman, the great Alex Kravat with you. Uh, for another about uh, 12 or so minutes here on ESPN Madison. We've been talking plenty about Aaron Rodgers. Um, I just need to get a quick yoga session and
3: hey, look, i appreciate you walking me through that i can tell you're doing better because you're standing there. you were just standing yeah, at the table like, right? I've, I've always enjoyed standing while i do radio now you can do it in the room
2: you're in right that mic is taller way easier uh now as a 6'3 man brad how tall are you 6'3 you're taller
3: than that six maybe more? i'm only six three, six and three, three and a half then.
2: wait can you stand up brad
3: this is bad radio stand All right. straight
2: yeah we're, we're pretty far brad is
3: taller so yes okay. Alex. So maybe I'm like six two. At, at six two and a half you're the shortest person on this team <laughs> yeah that's fine um
2: so, yeah, I'm, this, is, this is a bad room to stand in, right? Because the mics are, are desk level. Um, so I'm leaning. But, look, I, I, Rodgers, I, I, again, I, I'm in the minority. I, I think I'm one of the few Packers fans that would actually enjoy Rodgers to return to Green Bay. But regardless of what I want, or what anybody wants, we haven't gotten anything, right? We heard that maybe the deal was done, but clearly... Uh, a little over six hours after the fact, the deal is not done. Aaron Rodgers apparently hasn't told anybody what he's going to do. It's just, it's frustrating. It's tiring. So yeah, little yoga, little yoga helped. I've never done yoga before. Though. I feel more at peace. I feel like, and next time
0: maybe we do. Uh, if Alex G is doing yoga in here, maybe yeah. we get a little uh, a lift. How about that? We we could do a little. Um, like some supersets in the break, if we're going to filter, in. this is going to be uh, this going to be a fitness focused uh, show by the end of the, by the end with, of the season. Go here.
3: with the Great Dane. Uh, they've got the excellent cauliflower bites instead of the wings, Ooh. making healthy choices.
2: <laughs> yeah, I like those cauliflower bites. By the way, uh, the Great Dane huddle rolling on. I don't know what's happening. Uh, I mean, that's what happens when you do two and a half hours of radio, right? Like you just you just start losing it. Um, I don't <laughs> know how Mark Tauscher and Jason Willey do it every day. Um, at least it's, like, a good point in the day. I'm running on very little sleep. Has daylight savings screwed you guys up as much as it screwed me up? I don't think so. I'm really messed up because of it. Like, legitimately. I, I went to bed at 4 a.m. last night, and I woke up at 7 because it was bright out, getting bright out, which is later than typically, but yeah, nonetheless, I went to bed later than typical. Um, so, yeah, it screwed me up a little bit.
3: You went to bed at 4 a.m. after a one-hour shift in time?
2: one hour shift in
3: time yes
2: um yeah but i got less sleep the night before so then i napped during the afternoon um i woke up immediately when selection sunday started and then i went to the grocery store and i was groggy really tired so i drank an energy drink
1: mm.
0: at 8 at 8 at night oh yeah i mean you're an idiot yeah that's not daylight savings that's uh
3: Idiotic! You made poor life decisions. Yes. Yes.
2: Mark Murphy level idiot. <laughs> yes.
3: Dude, he's
2: an idiot. Is that what we're going for there? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Is so. that the latest you ever had an energy drink?
2: Probably not. I mean, like a, I was I was thirteen at one point. You know, thirteen. You're having
0: energy drinks at, well, that late? Yeah, I was thinking like you like Go out in college and have a
2: news. Yeah. If I'm going out in college, I'm not drinking energy. Maybe like vodka Red Bull. Vodka Red Bull. Vodka Red Bull. I was a vodka Red Bull guy. That's a good point. Um, yeah. No. Then no. Definitely not. Yeah. Definitely not. Um, but yeah, I, I couldn't sleep last night. Got up early today. So I, and then Aaron Rodgers, this and that, talks and no talks and deals and no deals, Howie Mandel style. <sighs> I just, I don't know, man. I'm I'm not over it. Right. That's not the right term for it. I'm not over it. But I am frustrated. I am annoyed. Little, I'm a little...
0: It's kind of angsty. Kinda yeah, angst.
2: yeah, good word. Good Thank word you. choice. Thank you. Angst is a fun word. Um, and there is some angst. But now the question remains, and we were talking about this a little bit in the, in the break, Brad. I don't know when we're going to get an answer. I thought today was the day, for sure. And Me that too. was ahead of every report we got today. Yesterday, we, we were texting a couple of us. Today's the day. It felt like the day with the legal tampering period and and the timeline he's set out, Rodgers has. Today felt like the day. And it's not the day, at least as of now, right? There's a possibility the minute we get off the air, it's the day. Um, And and there's a deal. But so far, that's not the case. But Ian Rappaport's still reporting deals. Uh, The Vikings make another move. They signed Marcus Davenport uh, to a one-year deal. The Falcons just made a move uh, signing for a linebacker, Caden Ellis. So there's still moves being made. So, maybe, just maybe, Brian Gudekoons is still sitting in his office at 1265 Lombardi Avenue in Green Bay, Wisconsin, and is on the phone with somebody in New Jersey.
0: Well, and we have to remember, too, as you know, it's not like I was involved in things that much that had a, a major leak. The one, my big claim to fame for a leak was signed with the Jags, and my agent knew people in the NFL network, and it was. Reported and leaked by Rich Eisen, and I was on the Rich Eisen show to say, "Hey, I'm signing with the Jags." Ooh. So, but they, it goes to the truth of, and we can tell more on that story another time. But,
2: no, not another time. We're going to get that in a second. But go. Okay,
0: on. it goes more to the fact that if it, w- when we see these deals, right, somebody is texting Ian Rappaport saying, "Yeah, this is the deal. These are the terms of the deal, and this is what's happening." So it's the agent. It's the team. So these are these guys are getting information from somewhere, right? So the only people that would be Leaking the deals to these guys would be Aaron, Aaron's agent, or one of the people in the organization, which organizations leak things all the time. Yeah. So maybe there is some sort of cone of silence going on where if Aaron's not leaking anything, the Packers aren't leaking anything, and the Jets aren't leaking anything, then they would be in the dark. It would take one of those three parties to maybe break rank or break stride with the other ones to put it out there. So it's either being kept very, very close, or all chaos is ensuing, and really people are left in the dark. So
2: how doable is keeping it when you use the term very, very close? How doable is that in 2023? Is it doable at all? It's not very doable. It, it can be done, though. depends how much. But especially with a guy like Aaron Rodgers. There's more yeah. why I'm asking that, right? you, you,
0: you would think that it would have filtered through to, like, Jets players or something at this sure. point. But if you keep the ranks tight, why not? If you just keep it between the GMs and maybe the head coaches. That's it. I mean, the head coaches probably don't even know that much. It's, I mean, the, they know it's a possibility. Yeah, these decisions are really made by front office. The coaches have surprisingly little say on personnel unless sure. it's negotiated in.
2: Now, you were never traded in your career, but uh, like you mentioned, you did sign uh, as a free agent with Jacksonville after leaving Carolina, and that was immediately after the, the Super Bowl season. Yes. Yeah. So then you went to Jacksonville for two more years um, and had some great success there as well. Right when they went to the AFC Championship game uh, with Blake Bortles as the quarterback. You were part of that team. So, I mean, it, it's neat. So, I want to go back because we have a couple minutes left to your Rich Eisen store. So, you went on the Rich Eisen show to break the fact that you had signed with the Jags?
0: Yes, that's correct. So, my. So, let's see how much time we have. This. Um, It's a wild period, okay. This tampering time, this free agency time, things happen really quick. Now, there's a reason why on Monday, right when the free agency tampering period starts, that these deals are already hammered out. It's because there's kind of some cloak and dagger discussions behind the scenes, such as
2: illegal tampering. That's right. right. That's right.
0: That's the whole irony of it. But with that even being said, there, it happens quickly. It happens really quickly. I mean, we woke up one morning. Lexi and I did, not knowing that the Jags were an option to go to. We we, we had negotiated back and forth with Carolina for a while, and we had gotten to, okay, this is the final offer. So we said, okay, cool. We're going to see what else is out there to compare it against. And there were some other teams going around, but the Jags were the one to really step up to the plate and give us a real offer that was the best offer that we elicited. And it happened within six hours. Of back and forth okay. very, very quickly. So we woke up one morning really not knowing if Jacksonville is a thing by then 3 o'clock. And they're saying, we we would like a commitment. We need to know if you're going to fly down here. And this is that Monday morning. So it can happen very, very quickly, which is why I don't think if there isn't a deal in place, it's not the end of the world. They probably already know what they're going to negotiate and give to that.
2: Two follow-ups real quick. Um, one important one more so I've never played in the NFL, so I need to know the answer. Uh, Number one when you say you're communicating is that your agent in the team or is that you directly with a, a general manager what's the communication like
0: i, I talk talked to my agent my agent talks to either the salary cap guy or the gm okay. either, every team has their designated negotiator right
2: russ ball for the packers for example right.
0: right and sometimes it's the gm sometimes it's the salary cap guy so agent talking directly to the um the gm or the salary cap guy whatever and it's phone calls it's emails emails will be sent for like this is the exact terms money sure. length the whole thing and phone calls will be made to be able to the, like iron those out quickly and then my agent reports back to me and they they kind of go this back and forth so a so lot,
2: it, lot of lot of middlemen
0: right a lot of middlemen a lot but, of middlemen that's right but yeah did you have another i did
2: question? i did and this one's a little bit more silly but it's a real question when when they say to you we need a commitment are we going to fly you down here you fly in private no but first class Really?
0: First class. Yeah, not private. They didn't pick me up in the private jet. They saved that for like the uh, who was else in that draft class? Chris Ivory and Clayus Campbell and well, Malik Jackson. Well, Clayus
2: Campbell's still playing, so that uh, yeah, he got a well, new he's stud. Yeah, he's so good.
0: there were some uh, there were some top shelf top shelf free agents that might have gotten the private jet. I got first. Class. I don't
2: like that you don't talk about yourself that way. We need a little bit more self confidence out of you. Oh, well, thank you. I think it, it, we've talked about it before, but you could go punt in the NFL right now. You're confident in that? I am confident. Although you're retired.
0: True. I could do it, though. For sure. Anyway.
3: J, uh yeah so when when you hit that free agent we were like okay i'm gonna decide like i want to see what else is out there were there teams that you had in mind were there destinations that you were really interested in
0: yeah i mean with punting it's very binary right either they have right. a punter sign or they don't or it's a it's someone you know they're willing to move on from or they're not so we could whittle it down to maybe five total teams that this is the universe by which we're operating in that they'd move on from their guy they have a vacancy they've mentioned and there's there's other teams when we talked that were like yeah we're interested in brad we know we need to address punter. We're just kind of more focused on other guys right now. Like maybe it's do this in a week. Um, so and they ended up finding guys, but those were more like one or two year minimum deals, things like that. So, um, but yeah, they, you know, we said okay, we're gonna do this. We're gonna go to Jacksonville and um, flew down there, signed, and like right before signing, my agent knows the people at NFL Network, and we put it to uh, Rich
2: Eisen, called in, and. Hunters are people too, guys. What more do you need? Unbelievable. Great story. Big thanks to Alex Cavatt. Big thanks to Brad Norton. We'll do it again next week. Maybe Rodgers won't be a Packer. It's been the great day and huddle.